the first Sunday of Advent, we lit the candle and we lit the prophecy candle or the candle of hope. Whenever we lit that candle, we learned of the story and we talked about the hope that was given to Zacharias and Elizabeth. And then through that hope that was given to Zacharias and Elizabeth, we see the hope that's fulfilled of all the other people that was standing outside of the temple that day, praying out to God for a Savior. Hope. Hope that we have today that whenever we think about this evening, about this service, that the hope that we just simply praised and that we went to the altar about of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, that went to the cross and that died, but yet he said that he would come back again for us. That hope that we hold on to, that prophecy that has prophesied him coming again, coming again for us. The fact that we see in this prophecy and this hope that regardless of where you are, that he says, I haven't forgotten about you. Remember the prayers that you prayed many years ago. I haven't forgotten about that prayer. The promise that I gave you over 2,000 years ago that a Messiah would be born has been born. The prophecy that he would return again. He told us that if he goes and prepares a place, then surely he would come for us again. So that we would be able to be where he is. Wow. And then we lit the candle of peace and the candle of peace we looked into Mary's life and we saw that whenever Mary accepted the role that she had that God had planned for her that there was peace throughout the struggles and even this morning whenever we looked into the scripture and you, read, and you read on in second chapter of Luke, down around you know, verses 20, where it says that she sat there and she pondered all of these things. And she kept them in her heart. Because she knew that God, the creator of all things, was right there. He had been born. The invisible God put on flesh and became man. Peace is given to us. And then we have the shepherd's candle. Or what most of us would consider the candle of joy. And in the candle of joy, 
we see all the things and we realize all the things that God has prepared for us, all the things that he has provided for us, the victories that he has already won, the struggles that we really don't have to go through. This morning in our Sunday school lesson, we talked about the football game that we already knew the end score. It was a whole lot stressful to watch it because we already knew the outcome. And that's the joy that we have this evening, is the joy that our Savior, Jesus Christ, that He came to this earth to save us from our sins. To save each and every one of us there again so that we would be able to be with him in heaven for eternity. Joy that we are able to have right here, right now. Joy knowing who he is. Knowing that every promise that he has given to us. All 7,200 promises written in the scripture will come true. If they haven't already. Titus chapter, two, chapter 1 verse 2 says that all of these things are promised to us by a God that cannot lie. That's the joy that we live in. That is the joy that we talk about and that we celebrate. Oh, man. And then we come to the love candle. That candle that we lit this morning. Knowing that the reason why we celebrate this Christmas day it's because of God's love for us that was wrapped in those snuggling strips of cloth and lied in a manger. That love, the love that we, that, that, is, that is beyond any of our comprehension. The song talked about it and said that we were supposed to, or that our sins drove the nails, that the cross was ours, but because of his love for us, he took it. We talked Wednesday night about God's power, and about how God's power is wrapped up in love. Although he created everything in this world, although he holds everything in this world, his power is wrapped up in love, in its perfect love that does no harm. It's love that we are able to know who he is. And tonight as we go on and as we are privileged enough to be able to be here tonight and to light the Christ candle, 
whenever we think about the Christ candle, Scripture, Scripture talks about light all the time. In Genesis chapter 1, it says, let there be light. Scripture talks about God as being light. Talks about Jesus Christ as being the light of the world. Talks about our faith in God as being light. John chapter 1 tells us that Jesus Christ is the life and the light of the world. As John introduces him to us. It's interesting. In Matthew chapter 1 verse 23, it says, Behold, a virgin shall give birth or behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated, God is with us. God is with us. Jesus Christ, God in human's flesh and skin, is with us. In John chapter 1, verse 5, I've read it to you or I mentioned it to you. It says, The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot overcome it. In John chapter 8, verse 12, it says, When Jesus spoke again to tell the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but he will have the light of life. If we follow him, if we follow the Christ child, the one that is born this day, the one that we celebrate as our Lord and as our Savior, the one that we remember his death on the cross, that light, that light's the light that's living in each and every one of us that profess Him as Lord and Savior. That light, God in us, shining in our lives. You know, There's a lot of words and there's a lot of things that we can that we can talk about. But what we've experienced this evening in the moving of the Spirit. If I am not mistaken, Dean ran to the altar, didn't he?
because he knows his Savior. And he knows that his Savior is worth praising. But in tonight, we think about this in this light that we have through Jesus Christ. It's not a light that we just simply look at and admire on this nice Advent wreath. It's a light that should be glowing in us so that the world would be able to know the love, the mercy, the power The compassion of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But it's more than that. It's so that they would be able to know the forgiveness of sin. They would know what it means to be an outcast. That is now an heir to everything that was created through our Savior, Jesus Christ. That is the light that I want to give to you tonight. So it's really easy. I will come down the center and you can approach tilt your light or your candle to mine and then you can pass it to the other one do not tilt your light please if you tip your light you will drip wax on the carpet or on yourself so Can I, if I can have the ones that's on the edge to come to the, the row next to you that has the light. So Dean, you would come this way and
you see the lights this is the light of Jesus Christ shining in us let's stand and let's sing this last song Joy. 
as we have the light of Christ in our hands, hopefully it's in our hearts. As we leave tonight, remember we have our birthday celebrations in the fellowship hall, and yes, we will celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. So come and celebrate birthdays with us, okay? I would ask, if you could, to make it outside of the sanctuary with your light lit, showing and signifying that we are taking the light of Christ outside to the world. Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, we do thank you for tonight. God, we thank you for everyone that is here, and I do. I pray that your face would shine upon us and that we would receive your blessings from on high. In Jesus' name, amen.